This daily grind, I need one wine. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. Every day of my life is such a grind. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to continue with Acts chapter 12 and we started in the last podcast with Acts chapter 12 and we we were in the process of looking at uh, Peter and Andrew being chosen by Jesus and then they walked down the shoreline just a little bit and there's two more brothers that were there fishing with their dad Zebedee and James and John and the reason why I pointed that out because James is going to be the very first apostle this these hand-picked disciples that jesus these 12 men that jesus went around uh choosing to follow him james is going to be the very first one who is going to be persecuted not only is he persecuted but he's literally beheaded uh, by the sword and he's done done so by uh not the jewish people and not the jewish uh the religious leaders but he's done by the roman government he he uh he had Herod Agrippa decided that uh, you know he wanted to play the the political game and he wanted to gain favor of the Jewish people and the religious leaders because you know hey he's a politician and he loves power he loves authority and he loves money and so if he could gain uh, you know the, the support of these people that he's ruling and reigning over then hey let's go for it and so he he gets James and beheads him. And when he saw that it made the Jewish people uh, happy, if you will, it pleased them, then he goes after Peter and he has Peter arrested. And it happened to be Passover. And so Peter's going to have to wait a week uh, before he can even have a trial. And he knows what his fate is going to be because he knows exactly what happened to James. And when I left off the last podcast uh i kind of hurriedly went through f- four main reasons why bad things happen to people and if you think about it you know james was handpicked by jesus he was in jesus's inner circle he he got special privileges if you will like he got to go see the transfiguration when uh he got to see jairus's daughter healed is Peter, James, and John, those three. And uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, it was Peter, James, and John who got to go out with Jesus a little further when Jesus asked them to pray. And remember, three different times he goes back and they're, they're asleep. And so even though James was full of the Holy Spirit, he was a, a great leader in the early church. He had preached to hundreds and hundreds of people and shared the, the gospel message with them and baptized no telling how many people. And he's worked hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miracles. He could not save himself. And so I just went through four reasons why bad things happen to good people. Yes, even people who love Jesus. Bad thing because we we have this idea that that you know just because we follow Jesus and we serve Jesus and we love God, you know, uh that bad things aren't supposed to happen to us. But it, it, that's not the way it works. And so what are some reasons why 
bad things happen to us. Well, number one, I said God could be punishing us. And that, that he disciplines those whom he loves. In Hebrews, uh, in the book of Hebrews, that, it, that's what he tells us. Um, number two, the devil could be tempting us. Uh, you know, he, he dabbles that carrot in our face. He knows what our weaknesses are, and he uses it to his advantage to get us to fall, to get us to sin, to go against God's will. And, and, and so it could be God punishing us. It could be the devil tempting us. Um, and then it could be our because of our own choices because you know we have our own free will and we can make our own choices and sometimes we make bad choices and when we make bad choices there comes consequences to those bad choices it's not God, it's not God's fault it's not the devil's fault it's our own fault and then the fourth thing I shared in the last podcast of why things happen bad things happen to good people is Sometimes things just happen, and I used the example of, of just here recently, in the last week or so when I'm making this podcast, that uh, we had some storms, and a tree fell over, and as the tree was falling, a car ha- just happened to be driving down the road, and it was perfect timing, and the, the tree hit the car, crushed the car, and killed the people that were inside the car, and that's nobody's fault, and nobody did anything wrong. It was just perfect timing, and it just happened and you know nobody could control that tree falling it just it was just perfect timing and it just happened and so my point in the uh, that i was trying to to get through is this you know don't worry about why bad things happen because they're going to happen life happens and and just because we love god and, and and serve jesus and we're full of the holy spirit does not mean that bad things are not going to come our way. They are. They, that's just what happens to life or in life. And so what we need to focus on then is the life giver. Literally, you know, what, you know, what if something comes along our way that takes our life from us, that kills us? You know, if we get mad at God and blame God for what's going on in our life and we turn our backs to God and walk away from God, we just walked away from the very one who can give us eternal life in heaven with him. Or he can give us eternal life separated from him in hell. And so he's the very one that can save our souls. Why would we turn our back on God? Why would we get angry with God? But yet people do it all the time. We have to look to God for our hope. He is hope. And He and Jesus is the only way to heaven. So... Don't focus on the bad things that's happening. Focus on the one who gives peace, who gives comfort, who takes away the anxiety, who walks with us through the trials and through the storms and through the temptations. He gives us a way of escape. We need to be running to God, not running from God when things happen in our lives. James couldn't do anything about it, and he he was even though he was full of the Holy Spirit, even though he's worked miracles, he was still beheaded. And Peter was going to be next because he is arrested, but Passover has started, and Passover is a week long event, and so uh, it, they can uh, Agrippa could not do anything to Peter until Passover uh, is 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 over with, and he could have a trial. Now here's the thing. Uh, Peter is guarded by 16 guards. 
there's four and then there's four and four and four. So it's 16. And he is chained up to, we'll see here in just a minute, that he is chained between two guards. And you have uh, two other guards there. And you have guys guarding the door. There's no way that Peter can escape. You know, Agrippa is making sure that, because he, you know, he's playing that political game. And he's wanting the favor of the people. And so he's going to make sure that Peter, because Peter was the man. Peter was a, a pillar of faith in the church. And, and Agrippa's not stupid. And so he, he knew, you know, if they were excited over James. Well, they're going to be thrilled to death when, when, when I kill Peter, right? And so unless God intervenes, Peter is going to be next. Um, and so when, when we read the uh, first five verses here in Acts chapter 12, the, the last thing that we read was how the church, that while Peter was in prison in verse 5, the church prayed very earnestly for him. And so, you know, it kind of almost seems that what happened to James was was kind of quick and, and everybody was caught off guard. They, they wasn't expecting it. And so, you know, here's Peter is going to be arrested too. But you know, like I said, he, he's got about seven days to think about his life, reflect back on things that have happened. Uh, you know, he, he's got time to pray, you know, think about his family. But this, what happens is this gives the church time to pray on his behalf and ask God to intervene uh, on, on Peter on, on Peter's life that if, if he can help him escape the situation and so they pray and they pray earnestly Luke says and so uh, we're gonna when we read the, the next verses we read where this is exactly what happens the angel of God comes along and he does help Peter escape um but one thing i want to point out before we get into that is this that the importance of prayer in a christian's life uh prayer is an absolute necessity prayer is how we talk to god god's reading god's word is how he talks to us praying is how we talk to god and and not only should we when we pray to god uh, should we talk to God? But we need to listen. That, that that's a huge thing because we'll see here in just a few minutes that uh, you know the the church is praying on Peter's behalf. But when when God intervenes and the angel helps Peter escape, they're freaking out. They think it's his ghost. So you know, they kind of doubted their their very own prayers. And 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 that that's that's one of the things I want to cover here is that when we pray, we need to pray earnestly and pray in faith and leave all doubt out because james 1 6 says when you ask you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind so when we pray and if we pray and we're we know we're in the back of our minds we're thinking well god i know you're not really going to do this we're wasting our time we're wasting god's time because he's not he's with you cannot mix Faith and doubt it's like oil and water. They just they don't mix together. You, you know, think about this. How many times did Jesus say, Oh ye of little faith? Oh ye of little faith. He said it several times. And in Matthew 21, 18 to 18 through 22, he tells his disciples, he says, Truly I tell you, 
If you have faith and do not doubt, there it is. If you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. And if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Now, I live in the mountains. When I walk outside my front door, I can see uh, a small mountain because I live in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. And, you know, it's kind of silly for me to walk outside and just and, and go t- tell that mountain, say, hey, Jesus said, if I prayed in faith, you, you got to crumble. I mean, why would I want to crumble the mountains? But I think the, the, the point that Jesus was trying to make here is that God is he's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. And He can take care of any situation that we face. But see, the problem is when we're going through those trials and those tribulations, we, 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 God gets smaller because we back up. We have a tendency to fall, not really fall away, but just to we just lose our focus and i think that's the point of the grounded podcast is to to help people keep their focus on jesus and that's why our base verses is hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 through 3 that talks about jesus being the author and the finisher of our faith and how he endured the cross and how we should keep our eyes on jesus look jesus went through all kinds of stuff here on earth and, and, and the punishment that he went through before he got to the cross and on the cross was horrible. And most men would die before they ever made it to the cross. And, and, and so, you know, if God didn't spare his own son, why would he spare us? And so we, 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 we go through trials and, and tribulations, but we pray and we pray in faith. And we ask God to see us through. Because, I mean, I, I had a, a, a preacher one time when I was a teenager, and he, he said, he said, what if it kills you? What, so what? You get to go be with, with Jesus in heaven. What's better than that? Absolutely nothing. That's the best thing that could ever happen. So he would say, don't threaten me with heaven. So you know, if, some, if you're going through something in life, pray and keep the faith because if it does happen to take your life say if you got cancer you know if you got in a car wreck or whatever and and, and and you're about to pass from this life into eternity wouldn't you want to pass into eternity being washed in the blood of jesus following jesus so that his blood washes away your sin absolutely absolutely and we'll, we'll talk more about this praying in faith and, 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 and not doubting when we come back from break. This is Ryan Kirst. I'm the student pastor at Partnership Christian Church, and I want to invite you and your family to worship with us this coming Sunday. Check us out on Facebook or YouTube for service times and directions. Thanks for listening to the Grind It podcast. Keep grinding. And so just... Accept the fact that bad things are going to happen in life. As we go through life, things are going to come our way that's going to knock us up, you know, for a flip or it's going to slap us in the face because life is tough. And, and you know, Jesus went through bad things. The apostles went through bad things. They dealt with persecution and, and they, you know, the church went through bad things. They're watching loved ones getting 
hauled away to prison and, and they're losing their lives. And uh, so, you know, we're no better than they are. We're definitely not better than Jesus. And so we're going to just accept the fact that bad things are going to come our way. And when bad, th bad things come our way and we're going through trials and tribulations, we are to be people of prayer and and we're supposed to be reading God's Word because when we pray, we're talking to God. When we're reading God's Word, God's talking to us. And not only should we be talking to God and having God talking to us, but we need to listen and listen to what God has to say and then be obedient and keep the faith. And so, you know, as James says, in James 1, 6, when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. And, and Jesus told his disciples the same thing. He says, if you have faith and do not doubt, you know, fear or, or uh, doubt and, and, and faith, just it just does not mix. It, is just, it, it doesn't happen that way. In Matthew 7, verse uh, 7, and I, I believe the New, New Living Translation absolutely translates this verse the best way. When it says, Jesus says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. You know, how many times have you went to God and asked God for something and you didn't get the answer that you wanted and so you just quit praying about it? And it, you're know, like, God's like, uh, I thought you wanted that. You know, you, you were persistent with your prayer. You, you're like, because we live in a microwave society. I remember when microwaves came out. Yep, that, that's how old I am. I can remember that. When they had the big old knobs, you would turn it over, you know, but it was just the coolest thing. You could throw some popcorn in there and pop your popcorn in just, you know, a few seconds. Uh, and, you, you know, you can warm up anything and it'd be hot in just a few seconds, you know. And, and so our society, we're, we're so, you know, we got the fastest internet. We got fast car. We got all this, you know, everything at our fingertips. And we think God should be the same way. And God's not that way. God is not, he doesn't operate on our time. He's not a God of time. We, we are in time. God created time for us. In Genesis 1, when he separated the night from the day and he had the sun and the moon and, and, and when the sun went up and the sun went down, it was a day. And, and so God is not bound by time. Time with God, you know, a, a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years. He is not bound by time and so we think that god should operate on our time and you know we're so used to having everything right now right this instant right here at our fingertips and god doesn't work that way he does not work on our time and so what happens with us we get frustrated when jesus is, we read where jesus says keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for that is a promise from jesus so do we believe what jesus says or not Evidently not because we quit asking when we don't get our answer immediately. Keep on seeking and you will find. Well, I can't find it. Well, you know what? When you lose your car keys, you search desperately for your car keys until you find your car keys. Because if you don't find your car keys, you ain't going nowhere. Because your car won't start without them. And so you, you look diligently for those car keys. Well, that's basically the idea 
Jesus is saying here, you keep searching until you find the answer because you will find it. And keep on knocking and the door will be open. Keep on, keep on, keep on. Don't get discouraged and quit. That's what Jesus is saying. So prayer is absolutely vital to our faith. And we, when we are praying to God and we're reading God's word, we need to listen. But when we are praying to God, pray in faith and do not doubt. So Peter's in prison. He's got about seven days to think about his life, his family, you know, the What's about to await him is he knows what's happened to to his best one of his best friends James as he was beheaded, and so the church is praying earnestly on Peter's behalf, praying that God would intervene, and that's exactly what God does. He intervenes on Peter's behalf, and 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 so Luke says this right here in verses six through eight. He says, the night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate, and suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter, and the angel struck him on the side to awaken him, and he said, quick, get up, and the chains fell off his wrist, and the angel told him, get dressed and put on your sandals, and he did, and the angel says, now put on your coat and follow me, and so one of the things that I want to point out real quickly is this was the night before Peter was to go on trial. Now you're talking about how God is never late. He is always, always, always right on time. And so this is the night that before that Peter's going to go on a trial. And what do we find Peter doing here? He is chained between two soldiers, and he's got other soldiers around him. There's 16 soldiers guarding Peter. And what do we find Peter doing? He's about to be beheaded the next morning, and we find Peter asleep. And not only is Peter asleep, but he is in such a deep sleep that when the angel appeared in that prison cell, it lit up the room where Peter was at so bright and, it, and Peter just, he just over a snoozing away, chained between two soldiers. Didn't even phase him. This bright light didn't even phase him. He just kept on sleeping. That's the kind of peace that Peter had. And we can have the same peace that Peter had. Why? Because we follow Jesus. And we know where our soul lies. We know where our hope lies. Because even if Peter says, if I'm beheaded, I'm going to be in the presence of Jesus for eternity. So why would I fret? Why would I worry? Why would I be anxious about what's about to happen to me? Why would I be sad? Why would I be thinking about my friends and family and what they're going to you know, be having to deal with? Because they're going to be coming to see me too somewhere down the, down the road. And so he's not blaming God. He's not crying, woe is me. He's not crying, why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? No. He has his faith in God. He has lived for Jesus. And if his faith is getting beheaded in the morning, he's going to be in the presence. As soon as his head is chopped off with that sword, he knows where he's going to be. In the presence of his dear Savior, 
that he lived with for three to three and a half years. So, there's not one bit of worry or fear in Peter because he knows this is not his end. And, you know, no matter what we go through in this life, that's what I was just saying a while ago, if we take our last, if it, whatever we're going through, if it causes us to take our last breath on this earth, it's not the end. We still have eternity where we'll live forever. We'll either live in, in eternity with God in heaven or we'll live with Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call him, in hell, etern- eternally separated from God. But why do we worry so much? That's why I want to talk about before we end this podcast. Why do we worry so much? And, uh, as I'm making this podcast, we just had a, a, a pipeline had to have a cyber attack and it shut the pipeline down. And the news said there may be a gas shortage. But how does the people take it? We panic. Because we hear, oh, there's going to be a gas shortage. And so people are taking garbage bags. They're taking big plastic containers. Anything they could find to put gas in that will hold gas. And they're taking it to the gas station. They're filling up their cars. They're filling up these garbage bags. You see pictures all over Facebook with these people doing this. And they're filling up all these different containers. Anything they can get that will hold gas. And and, and so the gas... Uh, anywhere you go to get gas around here and all over uh, Tennessee and other states, they're running out of gas because these people are hoarding the gas because they're in a panic. They're 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 worried that there's not going to be enough gas. And and the news said there may be a shortage. And and so it's been like two days, and they've already got the pipeline up and running again. There was never going to be a shortage, but because of our worry and our anxiety and our fear. We panic and run to the gas station. There's lines, I don't know, I don't want to say a mile long, but there, there, there's long lines at all the gas stations. The gas station is running out of gas because people are buying so much gas. Why? Because we worry way too much when there wasn't even going to be a gas shortage to begin with. It's kind of like when COVID first started and there was no toilet paper to be found because people ran to the grocery store and the grocery store shelves were empty. People are having a hard, the stores are having a hard time getting product. You couldn't find a, a roll of toilet paper anywhere. You know, people are trying to sell rolls of, of toilet paper on Amazon. You could, uh, people were buying up the hand sanitizer and, and trying to resell it on eBay, you know, marking the price way up. Why? Because we're panicking. We're, we're full of fear and anxiety and worry. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 25 through 34, he says, That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. Your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And, and why worry about clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or they don't make their own clothing. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares uh, uh, so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? 
So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Where are we going to buy gas? Where, where are we going to get toilet paper? What about COVID? No, don't worry about that stuff. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And He will give you everything that you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. Worrying is not going to change one single thing about the situation that you're in. Why worry? Why worry? Why not just trust God? And that's what Jesus is saying. And if we're not, if we are worrying, if we are full of anxiety, if we're full of fear, and we got all this chaos going on, and and and, and we're panicking, that that's the opposite of trusting God. That's absolutely not trusting that God's going to take care of you. And that's doubt. And Jesus says, live by faith, not doubt. And so, as we finish up uh, Acts chapter 12, in verse 11, Peter comes to his senses and he realizes what's happened. He realizes this angel is real, that it's not a vision, and that this angel has helped him escape. And so he goes to uh, the house of John Mark's mom. Her name is Mary. And that's where several of the Christians were gathered together and are praying on his behalf. And, and, this, and, and this is what Luke says. He says, When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. And he knocked at the door in the, in the, he knocked at the door in the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. And when she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter's standing at the door. And they said, you're out of your mind. And when she insisted, they decided it must be an angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. And when they finally opened the door and they saw him, they were amazed. And he motioned for them to quiet down. And he told them how the Lord had led him out of the prison. And he says, tell James, and this is a different James. Tell James and the other brothers what happened, he said. And then he went to another place. But here's one thing I want to point out real quick. Even though the church was full of faith, they kind of doubted. Because when God came through, and intervene on Peter's behalf. And Peter shows up there at the house where they're there praying. They're like, oh, it must be his angel. It can't be Peter. Yes, it's me. And so they, they, they let him in and they had the conversation. They realized it's Peter and they realized that God has uh, intervened on Peter's behalf. And so they're all excited. And, you know, and I don't have time to go into it in this podcast, but. Uh, a, a big question that I have, and I'm sure a lot of people have, is why did God intervene on Peter's behalf, but not James's behalf? Because James was beheaded, Peter was was uh, he was led to an escape by the angel, and. That's a you know we we wrestle with similar thoughts, don't we? When we're going through these difficulties in life, and we're putting our trust in God, 
And we see people lose their life. We see people lose their battle with cancer or some kind of sickness or, you know, their jobs or whatever. And, and it's easy to say, God, why have you delivered them, but you haven't delivered me? Why have you done this for them, but you didn't do this for me? Again, I'm going to end the podcast with this. Don't worry about why. Don't worry about what you're going through. But keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Because things are going to happen. And there's different reasons why they happen. I don't know why God delivered Peter and he didn't deliver James. I don't even know how to answer that question. But it's a similar question that we ask today. But here's the thing. James, he kept his faith in God. The other apostles, they kept their faith in God. The church, they kept their faith in God. Peter, he kept his faith in God. If he would have been beheaded, he wouldn't have cared because he was sound asleep the night before. He had a peace about him. Do you have the peace of God? No matter what comes in our lives, we can have the peace that surpasses all understanding. We can have God's peace that no matter what comes my way, I know where I'm going to be when I take my last breath on this earth. And that's with Jesus, the one who died for me and the one who gives me hope each and every day. Do you have that hope? If you, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day of your salvation. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today on the Grind It Podcast. Please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and your family so that they too can be encouraged by the power of God's Word. If you have any comments or questions, just email them to thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, keep grinding and God bless you.